Well, yesterday, another bad day for the governor, uh, signing a uh, controversial new Clean Slate Act. Uh, pop and circ- circumstance uh, type uh, ceremony where uh, some convicted criminals in the state will now have their records sealed when applying for jobs and filling out housing uh, applications. Press conference later on this morning, organized by my next guest. You know well, he is New York State Senator Dean Murray. Nice enough to give us a couple. Senator, great having you back. Um, we knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when. You know, it's You know, I mean, that's that's what it's come down to now in the state. Welcome. Hey, thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Uh, it, not exactly a banner day for New York uh, yesterday, where the governor just uh, once again showed that uh, she's not listening to the people of New York. Uh, the majority leadership in Albany not listening to the people of New York. You know, we just had elections. It was just nine days, Jay, after our elections, where the voters across Suffolk County, across New York State, sent the message loud and clear that crime was their number one or or number two uh, top items of concern right now. And they elected people like Ed Romaine, who were backed by all law enforcement, who made it part of his campaign pledge to make sure he fights against these things and helps to keep the public safe. This was the message they sent loud and clear, and the reaction from the governor and the majority in in Albany was, so what? This is our agenda, and we're moving forward anyway, and New York is less safe for it. And it shows. It absolutely shows, without uh, question. Uh, But, uh, you know, this is another another example of policy, misguided, whatever you want to call it, pro-criminal. You want to dismantle law and order? Accountability is key here. You are pretty much removing uh, that. You know, I can't imagine uh, our police, our beloved men and women in blue, what they think about this. It's almost as if, why did I take the job? Why did I take the job? I mean, it has to be, really. Um, and that's why enrollment is down and everything else. Uh, you, you really have to wonder about becoming a police officer right now. Oh, amen. I mean, i got to tell you, I I tell them all the time, I would not want their job, and this is coming from a politician, I would not want your job, because, I I mean, I can't imagine what it feels like when you pledge your life to keeping the public safe, and this this is the job you've wanted your whole life, and you finally get the chance, and you're trying to do the job, and you're arresting someone... For, for committing a crime, and you're trying to protect the public, and before you're even finished with the paperwork, they're waving bye-bye and walking out the door because of the cashless bail, the bail reform. Um, and now this, where I can't imagine being a crime victim, where basically we're saying, even though this, this terrible thing occurred to you and, and changed your life forever, uh, we're going to act like it never even happened. Now, you hit it right on the head, Jay, when you said there is no more, there's no accountability anymore in New York. Zero. There's no personal responsibility. We're removing all of that. Oh, you did something bad? Oh, it, it must have been someone else's fault. You're okay now. I mean, with, with cashless bail, with raise the age, with less is more, and now clean slate. And when we get back up in Albany, they're going to be pushing for elder parole. Because when you hit 55, apparently everything changes and you're a saint. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. You know, it's one of those uh, one-size-fits-all deals here. Uh, you know, the uh, ceiling of convictions, automatic mandatory. It's going to erase most of the hate crimes, uh, up to and including uh, hate crime assaults, deadly weapons used, those causing some serious 
physical uh, injuries here. Listen, you know, as I stated before in the crime report with the Sarge, Senator, uh, I'm all for people going out there and trying to make it better for themselves. But there is a fine line. There is a matter of transparency involved. If one of these individuals who has committed a heinous act is driving, uh, you know, your kids to school, uh, you have a right to know as a parent. You have a right to know. That's. I'm sorry. It is a discretionary move on your driven by that individual regarding a check and pass. That's up to the discretionary end of things here. And that's where Kathy Hochul is wrong. She takes well, it upon herself to do these types of bills, these pieces of legislation, without taking into account the residents who put her in office. I'm sorry. It's wrong. Absolutely wrong. A hundred percent. And But they were passing this on false premises. So they're pushing a narrative that uh, if you don't pass clean slate, you don't believe in giving second chances, you don't believe in rehabilitation. Well, that's just not true. First off, there already exists a system where if you were convicted of a crime and you were try- you would like to have that sealed, um, you can apply and go through the judicial system to get your record sealed. I'm working with someone right now to do that because what they did was a nonviolent crime. They were really the only ones they were hurting. Um, and so there's a process already in place. You know, CBS, too, did a, did a story on this yesterday. And they had a woman on there who had been arrested um, years ago. Uh, apparently didn't really tell which crime it was, but, but not a great crime. And she'd been struggling because her record was was showing up in background checks and everything, so she was having a a hard time getting a job and all. Okay, I understand that. Well, she stuck with it and finally did get someone that took the chance and gave her a job, and she's turning her life around, and good for her. But she made a quote that really stuck with me, and she said, you know, this happened in my 20s. I'm in my 40s. And the quote was, my past no longer defines who I am. Well... Okay, that may sound great, wonderful little quote there, but if it didn't, if the past doesn't matter, then why do we listen to the good things? When you're applying for a job, why do you put down all of your accolades? You're an Eagle Scout? So what? That was 30 years ago. You did this, you accomplished that? So what? Apparently it doesn't matter. Jay, it does matter. It is your past. You did it. She decided to commit that crime. When a criminal comes up and takes someone's life, they made the decision. I'm going to do this. I know it's wrong, but I'm doing it anyway because it's what I want to do with no regard for anyone else. There was a story about a boyfriend of a girl that was that was mad at her. So he, he literally, Jake, he abused, he, he just tortured her pet. And they eventually burned the pet alive and killed it. He got one year in prison, and that would be animal abuse, by the way, and it was a misdemeanor. So he served one year in prison. Under this now, this person could get out of jail, and if he keeps his nose clean for three years, there will be no record of this heinous act. He could work at an animal shelter. At a pet store. As you said, at a kid's party, or Chuck E. Cheese, or someone who abused their children could, could work at Chuck E. Cheese, or as you said, drive a school bus or something. This is... Jay... As you said, we have the right to know who we're dealing with. You let someone come into your home to repair appliances. You want to know if they have a past of, of, 
of violent home invasions or burglaries or something like this. You have the right to know. You know, and we're talking with State Senator Dean Murray. He's going to do a press conference on this later. Uh, so many people involved will be there. Um, you know, every public official, Senator, has the same mantra. Uh, we want to make sure that the people are safe. How does how does this ensure people are safe? I, I, this is this goes completely the opposite uh, of the of the the mantra uh, of a public official and that of the doing it but you know what's a prime example the the guy from cornell you know i was just thinking of this the guy from cornell regarding these protests and everything else when all this came up and still going on to on around these college campuses regarding the hatred and the anti-semitism and everything else um what about that type of individual i mean that is that and now that's a hate crime now that would be eradicated as far as his record, he goes out and gets a job, who knows where. But you know what? That's something that we have a right to know. If this guy hates Jewish people, what is to prevent him from going somewhere? Uh, and all of a sudden, it conjures up something in his head, and something bad happens. What happens in that regard? You know? See, I, th- this is what I don't understand. If you're trying to keep people safe, how does signing this actually equate to that? And it doesn't. It doesn't. The, the governor's answer was that um, you, you stop people from committing crimes by giving them jobs. Well, I think that's a little naive, to say the least. Uh, I'll give you another example. Someone that's uh, arrested, charged, convicted, serves time for residential burglaries or, or um, home invasions, a pizza, and, and gets out and gets a job as a pizza delivery driver or as appliance repair person or a cable installer for, for cable vision. So, I, you know, you're bringing them into your home, and the employer is hiring this person with no knowledge of their background. The poor owner of the pizzeria could be hiring, like I said, a delivery person to come to people's homes who had a whole career of home invasions. He could be setting up his next victim, and they would never know. So it's, it's, it, you're right. This is not making New York safer, just the opposite. But the premise of this whole law was on falsehoods. As you said, they would stand and say, well, it, it doesn't count for sex crimes, and it doesn't count for violent crimes. Uh, well, I beg to differ, because here are just a, a few of the crimes that would be sealable, and that's manslaughter vehicular homicide, DWI-related crash causing death, gun felonies, most kidnappings, gang assaults, assaults on police officers, attempted murder in the second degree, residential burglaries, armed robberies, domestic violence, animal abuse, arson in the second, third, and fourth degree, and as you said, hate crimes where the underlying offense is less than a Class A felony. In other words, if hate crime wasn't the reason you killed that person. There's a news story in Newsday today. Hate graffiti found in schools in Comac, Smithtown, Syosset. In today's society, hate crimes are growing, unfortunately, faster and faster. And again, as you said, you should know who you're dealing with. But right now, Despite the fact that hate crimes are such a, a, a drastic, important issue, this is one of the things that will be sealable, and you'll have no idea that this person was even involved. 
100%, 100%, you know, like, uh, you know, crimes that say is class A felonies, murder, predatory, sexual assault, terrorism, arson, kidnapping would not be eligible to be sealed. That excludes class A felonies, by the way, for drug possession. Um, you know, what about the courts, though? Uh, are they going to have, or at least continue to have, Senator, the the full record uh, access as, I guess, anybody, you know, as an employer that can you know, maybe conduct a, a certain part of the job application, whether it be fingerprinting or something of that nature. What about that aspect here? So that's another interesting aspect, Jay. Yes, they will, is the answer. Uh, law enforcement will still have access. Any any background check that involves fingerprinting, so a more detailed background check, so, for example, daycare centers and schools. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And that kind of proves my point. The fact that the, in this bill they had to include that these groups will still be able to do it just underlines the fact that it's important that we do know what the person's past was. So it's, it's almost like a contradiction within the same bill. So if you're applying for a job at the school and the daycare center because you're going to be around children, we're going to do the full background check and you can't hide anything. We need to know if you have a criminal past. But you want to work over here and work at a, at a company that does kids, you know, birthday parties. If you want to work at Chuck E. Cheese or Splish Splash or a toy store or a, a children's clothing store, no, it's fine. No big deal. So you can be around children there, but not over here. I mean, it's a complete contradiction. It's either important that we know the person's past or it's not. Which one is it? But again, I go back to this too, Jay. As much as the public safety aspect of it really bothers me a lot, and I think it's terrible, the thing that I think bothers me the most is the message that we're sending to crime victims and the loved ones of crime victims with this bill. We're saying we just don't care. It doesn't matter. What you went through doesn't even matter. They are victimized all over again. It is horrendous. You're right. Not only that, um, the message has already been sent to those who have committed uh, various acts of criminal behavior and the fact that, hey, uh, if you uh, commit a nefarious act, uh, we're going to take you in, and then uh, guess what? We're going to let you back on the street so that you're there, right, for your lunch. Uh, that's really what it is. That I mean, that message has been sent for a long time with the bail reform stuff. Uh, you know? This is the same type of deal as you say. You are sending a message. You know, you can yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to worry about things. You know, you'll you'll still, you know, you'll be you'll be pressed in the court and everything else, but once you get back into society, you are free and clear. So don't don't have anything heavy on your mind regarding that. Right. We've removed all all personal responsibility, all accountability from anything in your past. It's okay. It obviously was someone else's fault. But, Jay, we're just a few days away from Thanksgiving. This is the day when we all gather with our family and we think about what we're thankful for. And there's going to be a lot of chairs that are empty because uh, they were crime victims. Uh, they, were, they were people taken too, too soon. They did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong, but they received a sentence for eternity. And their loved ones and their families, they received a lifetime sentence of pain and missing their loved one. And yet, we're going to tell the criminal, the person that did the crime, the person that decided that their life didn't matter, we're going to tell them, it's okay, you get a do-over. 
you were going to wipe the slate clean. Well, there is no clean slate. There's no second chance for the crime victims, for the person that was was beaten and tortured and raped. and There's no second chance for them, Jay. Uh, but the criminals, again, we're going to let them just start fresh. It's okay. It, it, is, it is getting to a point, Jay, where we are just sending a horrible, horrible message to law-abiding citizens. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about obeying the law. When the, when the whole uh, purpose, when the, when the way that they get their record sealed is just doing whatever other members of society do on a daily basis, and that is just obey the law. Just obey the law. If you can manage to not break the law for a couple of years, we're going to wipe your slate clean. I think that's a pretty low bar to set. You know, I'll say this. You go back to the last election when Lee Zeldin lost by 300,000 votes. 300,000 votes. I mean, that that's, you know, a differential not achieved by many as far as the history of elections uh, in this state. You can only think, uh, Senator, as far as uh, if he would have made up those votes. But I'll tell you, you know, days like yesterday make you think. Uh, really make you think, and I've said this for a long time regarding Kathy Hochul. Um, she is absolutely clueless, and it's you know it's it's so evident in politics with what is going on in our society right now. Uh, you know, you go back twenty twenty five years, you did not have all of this mindset, the back and forth, you know, the the uh, both sides of the aisle type thinking. Uh, it's uh, it's changed. It's changed a lot. And yesterday was quite evident to me of how we have lost our way in society on so many areas of thinking. Uh, and a lot of it is common sense, you know? We just don't have that common sense factor anymore. And that's what bothers me the most. most. And that's why I implore to people during elections, that's the most important time, folks. Most important time. We saw that. We saw that a week ago Tuesday night, Senator Murray. But I'm going to tell you, we need many, many more Tuesdays like that regarding common sense thinking. No? But we also, we also need elected officials that will pay attention to Tuesday. Because that's, you, you know, the, the scary thing is, you're right, I, I think the governor has been doing a very poor job um, and is not listening to the people. But what scares me more is the, the majority leadership up in Albany, who they're, they're not clueless doing they have an agenda, and they are pushing it through, and that agenda does not support law enforcement. It does not support public safety. It does not reward good behavior. It's just the opposite. That agenda is to do whatever they can, to get whatever votes they can, to stay in office, stay in power, and they are going to uh, do whatever they need to do to make the people they represent happy. And right now, again, they have an agenda that is a pro-criminal agenda, and they don't care what the people think and that has become more and more obvious but jay the thing the thing that's amazing is this all started when one party rule started in in right after 2018 in 2019 is when one party rule took place in new york and since that time every single year we lead the nation in out migration the people are packing up and leaving as a leader in a state that's losing population wouldn't you say Maybe we need to change some things. Maybe we need a new direction. No. This leadership, they're doubling down on the agenda that is causing people to flee and making New York more dangerous. And it's just plain wrong, Jay. 
It's what it is. I mean, look at the numbers. We lead the uh, we lead the nation as far as the exodus is concerned. Three hundred thousand plus and growing. You know, there is there is nothing in New York anymore, really. When you think about it and everything else. Now, listen, Long Island, you get a you get a breath of fresh air. Thank goodness with Ed Romaine uh, taking the reins in Suffolk County. But I got to tell you, overall, uh, the state it's dismal. It's unaffordable. Tax after tax after tax. Poor, poor leadership in Albany. Um, and you wonder, what am I here for? What am I here for? After yesterday, uh, that is a resounding way of thinking, without question. Uh, well, always hey, a pleasure. We'll be looking for you in Brentwood today, my friend. Keep up the good yeah, work. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Hey, having a wonderful Thanksgiving next week. You got it.